Okay, well, let me just say, okay. My father was born in Detroit and he, many, 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 many years after he was born in the 50s or 60s, he took a taxi from the airport through his, to his old neighborhood. He said he was afraid to get out of the taxi. Okay, I'm going live to YouTube, but you could continue. Yeah, so my father- It could be worse, it could be Cleveland. That, that, I'm sorry, say again? It could be Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Uh, well, I in Cleveland actually, for a while. Cleveland is scary too. <laughs> and uh, you know what city is really incredibly beautiful, and no one knows this is Washington D.C. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yeah. city. That's it's the people beautiful. that live there that are the problem. Exactly. I'm sorry, Larry. I said it's just the people that live and work there that are the problem. Well, that's a bit of a problem, but I have a home there, or a bit of a home, and it is really just wonderful. I mean, I, I'm wonderful. Unfortunately. Uh, I would not feel safe walking around that late there, but uh, it's a wonderful home and the view I have is magnificent. And if you go about a hundred miles outside of town, it's very safe and lovely. Well, I want to thank you both. Thank you all for sharing about uh, your favorite uh, travel destinations in the great state of, in the great country of the United States of America. But of course, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to Ben Stein. I want to welcome everybody that's watching and listening live on our YouTube chat and always remind everybody, thank you very much, but also thank you for downloading our podcast. It means the world to us. We are joined tonight by America's lawyer, the ever so humble, Larry. The ever what? So yeah. humble, Larry oh, very Feynman. Good. Very good. Thank very you. Humble. I'm going to turn on the light so you can see me better, okay? Please do, Larry. And of course... Podcast extraordinaire, the cat man himself on the run with <laughs> Remzo Martinez. Remzo, what's this that gesture mean? Bro, I do the Nixon, but you can't see my oh, hands out. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. I gotta go back more. That's, that's right, the problem right. with little boxes. And yeah. of course, the show wouldn't be complete without writer, activist, lover, sinner, saint, former shoe salesman, but of course, now document Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein, America's teacher. We welcome you, sir. You know something? Only you remember that I was a shoe salesman and I liked it quite a lot. You liked it so much you did the job for six days. But I want uh, to welcome you. Uh, but Ben, you don't have a foot fetish, do you? Sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Not at all. okay. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody, right. like I said, to the world according to Ben Stein. But before we get into some serious topics, I wanted to you know, polling is a very big thing, and TV numbers, we could all agree, on, are a very big thing. Last night, the Grammys were on, and their ratings dipped by half of what they wow. were last year. Wow. Wow. So wow. I, would like, I would like to know what you, Judah, Judah Meyer Friedman, you, Larry Clayman, and you, Remzo Martinez, think is the reason for that. May I, may I ask you? Let me ask a couple questions. Where was it taking place? Where was it? I didn't watch it. I think CBS, New York City. I mean, I believe. Did they actually let people in? I believe so. I, I thought it was oh, okay. I thought it was here. I thought it was just. Down it could street. be in LA. I, I honestly, I don't know. I but uh, if you're going to ask the reason why I don't believe people are watching is because people, it's not a fun show. You know, well, you can know. You're I, be... Can I ask my assistant here? Just brought me a cup of tea to look up where were the Grammys held last night. Okay, but Ben, either way, it doesn't matter where the Grammys were held. I know, it, I know. Because I know. as far as television goes, people still weren't watching it, just like 50% stopped watching the Golden Globes, in my humble opinion, 
people want to be entertained. They don't want to be proselytized to. They don't well, want to I be told. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think it's partly that, but it's partly because so very, 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 very much of American culture, popular culture now is dominated by African-Americans. And God bless them. They're incredibly good at singing and dancing, incredibly, unbelievably good at it. And, and uh, but not everyone likes it. African-Americans like it a lot. And God oh. bless them. They should have a show. Well, the, the music's evolved. Like the music's evolved, Ben. You remember when we were young, Motown, that was the best mu music there was, the Temptation. Was, yes, but it would, Motown, yes, but Motown, of course, I never liked Motown, which I know very well what it is, but Motown did not have curse words. Motown did not have express expressions of anger and wish to kill, wishing to kill. I mean, today's music coming from the African-American freedom fighter community is much more angry and violent and is really way outside the mainstream of what uh, I you're think. Right, you're right, it's degenerated, it's, degenerated, it's degenerated to the point where very few people can relate to it if they're not right. of, of right. drug dealers. I, I, also, I also happen to believe people just want to be entertained. They don't want to be proselytized to. Um, you know, there are no real bands anymore. So people like me, my wait age- a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have really hit the nail on the head. You have really hit the nail on the head. Somebody, I forget who, I don't remember, some kind I'm gonna person need coffee for this. asked coffee. me who my favorite band was when I was a young man. And uh, I said, well, I guess Elvis Presley. And uh, uh, I think I don't remember whether it was a he or she said, but what about a band? And I said, well, um, God, I, the Grifters or the Platters, well, this person had never even remotely heard of them. And he, he said, have you ever heard of the Beatles? Yes, I've heard of the Beatles. They're gigantically important. But uh, I couldn't think of any now that would appeal even to a very, very culturally hip guy like me. Uh, can you, Larry, you're my fellow lawyer. No, no, I, I agree with you. And I actually, I, you know, I do podcasts every morning. I do a radio show. I actually talked about this recently, how the culture has so degenerated and music reflects the sorry state of our culture today. Most of it's not even music. I mean, whether it's black music or white music or, or whatever color music, it's not music, basically. What, Go what, back what, to the years right, after. Right, okay, right. so, okay, hold on. So we're all a little bit on the older side. Renzo, well, do you I'm listen? I'm really on the older side. How old are you, Larry? You're young. You're a lot younger than I am. Uh, I'm 69. Oh, my God, you're just a child. But let's get to Renzo because he's on the younger side of he's all of young. us. Are you, do you listen, honestly, Ramza, do you put on like pop music? Like why, why the, the, you know, do you go past channel 10 on XM radio? I don't even have XM radio. Or do you, but you, you think know I can I mean. afford that? <laughs> you think I could afford that in serious? How dare you? No, I mean, I was, I, I have, so I, I don't listen to a lot of modern music, but for different reasons. Like uh, one, one of my favorite groups growing up was Rage mm -hmm. Against the Machine. I was actually listening to Prophets of Rage uh, on, on the flight down this morning. Well, up. Um, you know, Prophets of Rage was in Rage Against the Machine, teamed up with a bunch of other musicians like um, uh, Easy e and a couple other people from NWA. Easy has been dead for 30 years. What is that? Who's the other guy? If he did that with Easy e that would be a true miracle because he died of AIDS, I think, in 1991. What, what was it? Chucky e. D from Public Enemy. I think that was it. Could I think be. he. I think he did the crossover with Rage Against the Machine. But anyway, like I used to really love Rage Against the Machine, 
And then Rage Against the Machine went from like, you know, fight authority, fight the power and all that stuff to if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're literally a fascist. So all these, you know, I did not well, know uh, that. That that that's correct. you didn't know that about Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. He's I, so always... here's the thing: I I did, but I didn't care as much. Now, in his music, he talks, especially in the in the Evil Empire album that I, I think came out in like 2003, 2004, like that one. Like he talks about seizing the means of production, like explicit commie stuff. But I ignored it because it was cool as a team. And I still listen to it when I when I do things, but I, I kind of ignore it. But when when the when the music became the you know basically antithetical to everything they were actually doing outside of the recording studio, it got to the point where it's like, you know, this is some sellout bullshit. So you're even turned off by the music of today. So next topic before we get serious. Well, wait, okay, wait, this- wait a minute. I, I think this with great respect. I think this is a serious topic because the culture is an enormous influence on how the society operates and behaves. And if you have a culture that's saying it's okay to shoot your enemies, that's a very big influence on the culture. And if you have a culture that says to hug and kiss your, your girlfriend and take her out uh, under the moonlight and, and kiss her and then bring her home to her parents, that's a very different one from saying rape her. That's a very, very different culture. Yeah, well, that's one part of the the music culture is also most of it, even in terms of melody or, or beat, is not really music. I mean, it's just. I think that's know, true. I, I, I'm proud and happy to have a son who is very into uh, something called techno pop. And honest to God, I love the kid out, out of his mind, but I have no idea what it is. And I don't know what you even call it. And yet there is, it, it is a big thing among young people. I don't even know what it is. But here's another thing. Let me throw something out here. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but here's another thing that I'll bring up, Ben. Going back to bands, okay? So I'm I'm a product of the 80s. I'm a product of the 90s. You actually had these bands. You know, you still had bands that were relevant that 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 emphasized partying. What you know, women. They lived up a certain lifestyle, and you would turn on the TV because you were sort of jealous. You were sort of envious, but you also sort of um, imagine yourself in that lifestyle. And oh, it was, it was, wait, it was- Wait, Remzo? The whole he, lamp just fell on me, my bad. He's at, hey, he's Remzo, next time, don't stay at Motel 6. They didn't leave the light on for him. You're gonna electrocute it. Okay, so, but, but getting back to it, Ben, I, I just, Ben, I wanted to, I just wanted to talk about that quickly. I mean, there's a million different reasons, but I just think people are sick and tired. You don't want to turn on fantasy and get reality is the point. And when you turn on the, these award shows, all you're getting is reality. You're getting but, I mean, No, hope. no, no, Judah. If, if I may respectfully tell you this, there are many different realities in this great America. My reality is a very wonderful reality. It's an almost unbelievably great reality. I, I mean, I'm old, so soon my reality will turn to being buried, but the, uh, but it's a, my reality is a fabulous reality, and, and I, my sister's reality is a great reality. Uh, I'm sure Larry's reality is a great reality. I'm Remzo, I'm sure your reality is a great reality. The reality of the people making culture is a reality of considerable anger and dis- mental distress. That 
that's what's getting out onto the TV mm-hmm. and movie screens and into the and I guess the record players, but into the music players of today. That's what I said. That's what I said, Ben. They're sharing their reality, and the rest of us don't want to partake in their in their reality. But our reality used to be very wholesome and uh, build us up. Uplifting. My sister, no dope, said, "You, Benji, were saved." from many, many, many mental problems by immersing yourself in the culture because the culture was such an upbeat, uplifting culture. Let me get it. Can I say something else out? Jesus sees what I send out in this regard with regard to the Duke University basketball team, which is not much different than any other. Another example, in my opinion, of the culture which has basically disintegrated is the fact that a fine academic institution like Duke will take student athletes in that have no basis of being there. They're not even students. They go just for a year. And this year they had somebody by the name of Derek Johnson, it's called one and done, who got injured. And he decided, I don't even want to finish my first year. These people don't represent Duke University. And I think it's one reason why my alma mater, which I was once very proud of, frankly, couldn't win a basketball game this year because the the kids that go there- Duke University? That is an amazing change. Wow. Yeah, they didn't make the NCAA tournament. They're disintegrating. And to me, you know, you get a scholarship to to go to school. You should finish the school. You're getting about half a million dollars worth of education and food and board. Now they're demanding to be paid. You've You've got coaches like Coach K, who's become a whore, frankly, who says, well, now we should pay them. He wants them, you know, to be paid so he can get the best athletes and boost his all time winning record. And he wants probably to be paid more himself. He makes $7 million a year off the top. So he doesn't need it. You are money. kidding. No, and you that's not kidding. even including the amount of money he makes from promotional stuff. But Larry, here's where I'll disagree with you on. If you're, if, if you can make $150 million in the NBA and, 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 and playing college basketball and you risk hurting your knee, take the 150, take the $150 million. I don't think anybody in this room, if they were offered that's not the way it works though that's not the way it works because these people these kids come in with the expectation that they're not going to stay they're not going to study i, I understand what you're saying and, and I, the I, student I totally body roots yes. for them you might as well be rooting you know for the charlotte hornets or something as opposed to you know duke university it's ridiculous and it, it shows you well, wait, the, that there's no value this, to anything anymore is this entirely a racial matter no, it has nothing to no. do with race. No, no it, it could be. Are you sure? A hundred. Well, unless. Oh, wait, wait, unless wait, wait, wait. I, I think, What percent of it's, these players are Caucasian? Very little. Okay. No, it's justified by that. Yeah, it's justified by that. But, you know, you can have a minor league for the NBA. You can have a minor league for the NBA. They do have one, Larry. You know, They're offering yeah, I know. it now. Kobe and, Bryant went straight, straight to the NBA. So did LeBron. Okay. That. If that's your deal, then do that. That's, at least that shows integrity. But these kids that go there and take the money and run, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not even as much their fault as it is the university that allows that, that has degraded the academic integrity of that school. And I don't know how the students, and I, I send these press releases, Judy gets them every day nearly because I get angry just listening and watching. I send them to the Duke newspaper, Chanticleer. They never publish anything. I send them to the Duke administration. And this is the same Duke that set up the lacrosse team for phony charges of sexual harassment against African-Americans. Not sexual harassment, it was actual rape. But Remzo, I want to get you in this quickly because I see you're shaking your head up and down when Larry speaks about this. 
Oh, I, I mean, he's, I, I agree with a hundred percent of what he said. Like I've always, I, I've always been in a mindset for, for these players on a fundamental level. I think they should be getting paid, but everything he brought up is, is entirely correct. The way that the, the universities are incentivizing it, the way that the coaches are setting up these deals, the way that all the other current proposed structures are working for paying these athletes, it, it just goes ahead and it erodes the integrity of the entire system. Is there any integrity left to erode? Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. I'm a huge fan of college basketball. March Madness is coming up. It's one of my favorite times of the year to watch college basketball. It's still the most pure game of all the sports. Mm -hmm. I agree with Larry. It ruins the integrity of the game, the one and done stuff. Uh, you know, go to the G League, whatever they've set up now. Don't go to Duke. Don't go to these schools. But it is an extremely enjoyable game. If you if you love basketball and you love college basketball, it's extremely. But Other here's the essence of it. You can't root for Duke because these people are not really part of Duke. It's, well, I don't it's have really to root sad. for Duke. I don't have to root for Duke. Well, I feel badly. I, I mean, I really love my time there, you know. And, and the school's been inhabited, infested with leftists. I mean, they even let Muslims, you know, uh, pray in the middle of campus. I have no problem with Muslims praying, but don't disrupt the whole campus with five prayers a day, which is what they're doing. You know, and on cool. that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to Ben Stein, we are talking about popular culture as only we can. Remzo, can you please tell people where they can find us? Somebody in the, in the chat wants to know if the light fixture hurt me. I'm all good. But anyway, you know what else is good? The YouTube notifications, at least. Go ahead and hit the subscribe bell so you get notifications whenever we go live with a live show or new content here on The World According to Ben Stein. And please, we have a goal of breaking 200 five-star ratings and reviews over at Apple Podcasts. We're so close to that. We can see it. We're just inches away. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review there. And wherever else you can find the show across Al Gore's amazing internet. And please, do you want more Ben Stein in your life? Make sure to follow him on Parlor at Ben Stein. Facebook at The World According to Ben Stein. And MeWe at Ben Stein. And in case we can't get any better, it does. Go ahead and get more Ben in your inbox by subscribing to his weekly newsletter at BenStein.Substack.com. That's BenStein.Substack.com. Let's go. Can we go back to this college thing? Because... Some of us, I, Ramzo, I don't know where you went to college. Uh, I, you I went to, you went to Liberty. Well, well, I went to, Liberty is one of the best places ever in history. It's I, so I had, to, I had to join the Army to go to Liberty. I went to Marion Military Institute, which was a military junior college. I got my associates and my commission there, and I finished off undergrad at Liberty University. But Liberty is fabulous. Cool. What I, I was going to say is college used to be such a great time. It used to be just an enormously great fun. Oh, did you, you went to Duke as an undergraduate, Larry? Yes. And it was probably incredible fun. No, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I experienced I really a little anti-Semitism there, but no big deal. My dear <laughs> departed father went to Williams, an incredibly wonderful college, a small college in the Berkshire Mountains. He loved it. Is it still, I wonder if it's still an enjoyable experience or whether it's just a boiling pot of leftist anger. Anger. What is what is? That's what it is. Now? You know, uh, Betsy DeVos, when she was Secretary of Education, had to kill a program between Duke and UNC, University of North Carolina, which taught that Islam was superior to Christianity and Judaism, paid for with taxpayer money. This is what's happening at these universities. Duke has become the Berkeley of the South, it's become like Terrifying. Yale, where you went to law school. Terrifying. 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 I mean, yes, these cultural things that we're dealing with right now are absolutely terrifying. I, um, I you know, I, 
I wanted to get into something because I've been watching college basketball okay, a lot. And there was a commercial. And I, I want, I really, I'm asking you guys, this is an honest question. One of the things we're taught by the left is not to profile, right? But one of the things we keep seeing pop up is what, one of the advertisements said investing in black businesses. That's and on I, the and, internet too. That's on and, the and, internet too. And, and, and not to get but up to, totally up, but I, I thought, isn't that profiling if you're seeking out a certain type of business to, to, to support? But that was just me. I thought. Well, I, I see it on, on uh, the internet all the time. Buy from black businesses, invest in black businesses, hire people who come from, um, from black businesses. Of course, that's racial profiling. America has become a racialist state. There's no doubt about that. It used to be a state where the uh, nation, where the goal was equal treatment, equal opportunity based on merit and work. That's completely changed. Now it's entirely based on race. It is frightening. I don't like to do reductio ad Hitlerum, but it is frighteningly like the Reich in which race makes the decisions. It's frightening. Remzo? I have anything to say about that, okay? No, no, it, 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 it's, it's an accurate point, it's, it's, but it's what we're dealing with and it's what we have to fight, up, fight back against. But well, one we're of the doing things, that right now. Yes, yeah, well, one how, of the how things, do you fight? How do you fight with the, with the wordless Republican Party? How do you fight? Okay. We fight the by left, saying what's on our minds. I know, right, that's good. Right, right. Look at Adolf Hitler, a horrible, disgusting, evil human being started out in, in several different ways. But one of the main ways you started out was by writing a book called Mein Kampf. Uh, that book had a tremendous influence. Uh, we, we can write too. I don't expect us to write Mein Kampf. And I don't want to write a book like Mein Kampf, which says all the ills of the world are ascribed to one race, namely Jews. But, uh, but we, if we keep writing and writing and writing, it's all we can do at this point. Big powers in the media are not letting us in the door, oh. and we have to just keep writing and writing and writing. Let me uh, say a couple quick things. I have a case in front of the Supreme Court. They've postponed ruling on it four times. We, uh, I petitioned for certiorari. It's an antitrust case and a First Amendment case against big tech for censoring conservatives, people of faith, those who believe in the Constitution, essentially. It's interesting that they've postponed it four times. I don't know what that means, Ben. If, I don't want to make any predictions and jinx myself, but it is interesting because this is what's happening. You know, I wrote this book. I'm not just plugging it now, but it takes a revolution. You kindly endorsed it. Uh, forget the scandal industry. And after I wrote that book, I thought that in addition to citizens' grand juries and things to take back our justice system, to hold the guilty accountable, because there is no accountability. We've seen absolutely none, even during the Trump years. The fact is, is that this government has broken away from the American people. And the Declaration of Independence, paraphrasing, I'm not as eloquent as Jefferson and the other founding fathers, but when in the course of human events, the sovereign, the rulers, no longer represent the people, the people under the laws of God, under the laws of nature, nature's God, have a right to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government with certain inalienable rights in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. And I think we're at the point, and I'm actually, you're invited, Ben, because you're a great thinker. I want to talk about forming a new government this Memorial Day in Philadelphia across from Independence Hall, because let the criminals in Washington stay there and commit crimes against themselves, because they don't represent us. 
We have no representation. This country has been almost totally taken over by the left. And they're ramming down our throat in just six weeks. They've destroyed this country. Almost yeah, 50 Friday, executive Friday. orders. The Biden year months have been terrifying in their attack on the Constitution in terms of borders control, so-called border control, in terms of the voting, changing the voting laws, asserting federal control over all voting laws. Uh, they do not respect the Constitution. If we do not respect the Constitution, there's not much left of America. Yes, we have beautiful scenery, incredibly beautiful scenery. Yes, we have some many, many millions of wonderful people, but the Constitution is the bedrock of America. If we're going to have a, a government which is actively at war against the Constitution, we are in real serious trouble. And they're not just in war with the Constitution, they're at war with the truth. They're at war with the truth. They're at war with the American people. They represent themselves. They don't represent us. And the federal judges, you know this, you're a lawyer. They get there by, by virtue of political campaign contributions. They're out now bribes put there by special interest. They're the yes men of the special interest elite, whether it's big law firms, big corporations, labor unions, you name it. And we saw this, and I want to add one other thing, get your thoughts, Ben, and then I'll be quiet, is that January 6th, you know, the conservative movement, even the conservative movement, which is comprised largely of a bunch of cowards, frankly, okay, they, they run for the, the exits. You talk about race relations, they put their heads down and say, don't hurt me anymore, you can have whatever you want, okay, just leave me alone. But the fact is, those people that entered the Capitol, our Capitol, most of them were good people. Yeah, there were some criminals on both sides. But they reached a point where they saw that our government had become so corrupt in all three branches, particularly the judiciary, that stabbed the president in the back, even his own justices on the Supreme Court and his lower court justices, that they said, we've had it. We can't take it anymore. And they went into the Capitol. And it was like a miniature, nonviolent, for the most part, storming of the Bastille. It was 100% yeah. nonviolent. Yeah, now, now you've got 20,000 troops in Washington. Why do you have them? Because Biden and Harris and the left, who have seized control of this country, think they're going to be overthrown. They think they're going to be overthrown. And the irony is, is that if they are violently overthrown, it'll be by the troops that are in Washington and elsewhere, because they've had it. And, and the police, the Capitol Police, for the most part, let the American people in because they've been much maligned, the police. They've been assaulted. They've been killed in the last few years. The American people, those who recognize what's going on, realize that we are in fact living in a socialist, communist, atheist state, that's where it's headed. And, and then ask yourself this question, then I'll shut up. Who was worse, King George III, or what we've now gotten control of our so-called government? King George III was not a communist. King George III was not a socialist. He was not an atheist. He was not a radical Muslim. He was not a radical member of the Marxian Jewish left. He was not a radical LGBTQ. He was not a radical black. And most of these people in these groups are good people, but these radicals have taken control of this country. And we are worse off today than we were in 1776. Bring back King George III, I'll take him any day. Well, except let's remember, and brilliantly put in a very beautiful speech, and I appreciate it very much for giving it in front of us and on this show. But there was slavery in those days, and that was a terrible, unbelievably awful thing. So that, let's, those, those days were not so great if you didn't happen to be white. 
That's one thing. Second thing is there was a very cruel, horribly sadistic torture of people who quarreled with and questioned royal authority. And, and, and I don't think all the people on the left are Marxian, Jewish, or Black. I think a lot of them are just confused and stupid. And, uh, and a lot of them are perfectly smart. And, but, but we do face a government that is very much out of touch with the Constitution. I mean, it, it doesn't bother me that much if they're out of touch with me. I'm an old man. I, I don't have that much longer to live. They don't have to be in touch with me. But being out of the touch with the Constitution, that is absolutely breathtaking. I, I, that's, I don't, the only people, the only person who ever did that before uh, from the White House was Abraham Lincoln, who in the early days of the war between the states just totally gutted the Constitution in order to suppress uh, secessionists in Kentucky, Missouri, and Maryland. But other than that, it's never happened before. And uh, we see Mr. Biden at this point blithely gutting the Constitution <laughs> and nobody says boo. And the courts are just are so scared, it's incredible. And I know Remzo agrees with me, Larry. I could have sworn you were shaking your head up. And no, down no, I'm, I'm, and I, let, me, let me point something else too. You know, the three of us here, and we, Renzo, you're an honorary Jew, okay? The, the three of us are Jewish. Most Jewish people are not this way. I mean, I got in a discussion with somebody in the, in the streets today, a Jewish fellow whose last name was Cantor. And he said to me, what about the Jewish left? Are they just trying to destroy Israel? They're destroying this country. You know, I'm worried about the rise of anti-Semitism. These people don't represent the Jewish people. They're a threat to the Jewish people. These are the disciples of Karl Marx, Leon Trotsky, uh, Saul Alinsky, and the rest of them, and George Soros. And it's scary. And, you know, every group should be looking inside of its own group and cleaning up their act. But Ben, it goes beyond, it, get, it goes beyond trashing the Constitution. No, it's, it's a total lawlessness. It's a total quite a part whether the law is embodied in the Constitution or not. And the federal judges, it's not just that they're scared, they're corrupt. And, you know, they were put there with money. Uh, they, they pay back the people that put them in power. They don't want to stick their neck out. They got what they believe is lifetime tenure. They really don't. They're there for good behavior. And they, they have, they gave so, them- One second, Larry, hold on a second. I can promise you, Michael, uh, what Larry in chat is not an anti-Semite. And what we're talking about is what a lot of us conservative Jews talk about is, is something that a lot of people don't, we don't like to share it out loud, but it's a heavy belief of ours that we hate watching 75% of our community be leftist um, assholes and ruin and, you know, who have no belief that Israel should still remain and to constantly vote. And Ben said this to me years ago. Jews are the only self-interest group that never votes their own interest. So the discussion we're having, in a sense, is when we talk about this, it has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. I, 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 we, it, but ben and I have had so many discussions of why Jews vote Democrat, and it, baff, it, it baffles us, it, 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 and it hurts us more than anything. So I can promise you, if, if anything, Larry is just... Uh, not definitely not an anti-Semite. I felt that had to be said. I'm trying to prevent anti-Semitism because yeah. people see this and they blame the Jews for these these Marxians. Yes, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein and Remzo. Please tell people where they can find us. 
Hey, I know not many of you can always attend these live intriguing discussions every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But fear not, you can go ahead and catch the world according to Ben Stein on the go. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Audible, Stitcher. Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find this show. And if not, let us know. Go ahead and also make sure to subscribe to Ben's newsletter, benstein.substack.com. That's benstein.substack.com. Uh, uh, Judah, if I could just, you know. Yeah, please. Uh, come in to interject for this i mean i i i don't i think i've said this a lot recently but i stopped being mad at the politicians and i started being mad at the people and that means everybody i think conservatives have largely failed to remember what they're conserving i think that liberals they, they don't even call themselves liberals anymore it's progressive one day then it's democratic socialist another day and who knows what they'll call themselves tomorrow if we're, if we're getting into terms and if we're getting into what everyone wants to self-identify as, I've been called a libertarian, I really deeply consider myself an anarcho-capitalist. I think that the only type of society we bring together is through voluntary cooperation and that the only law that should be enforced is purely contract law. Um, because right now, I, I, I look around and so many people are just crying for one party to save them, for one politician to save them, for Trump to come back and save them. And I look at this and I don't think people are stupid, but I largely think that they're missing the point. No one's going to save you but themselves. Um, yeah, and it comes down to little things. I didn't want to go to a liberal college. I went to a military school and I went to, Amer I went to the world's largest Christian university, a private university. Um, I, I didn't always want to work for just one person. I started multiple businesses. Am I rich? No, but I'm more financially independent than a large majority of people twice my age. You know, for people that listen to my podcast on the run, it's me talking about my journey for being fully retired by the age of 38. So that way I could do what I want to do because I love doing it. And I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to pay the bills or take care of myself when I'm in my 70s. But this is largely what we're getting at, where, you know, I, my, one of my favorite books is Dr. Zhivago. And in the book, Dr. Zhivago is, is taken forcefully from his family and he's forced to go be a doctor for the red army and he asks when can i go home and they tell him when the revolution is over and he's like when does that end and he's like the revolution never ends and it's a book about somebody who just wanted to take care of himself and he ignored the fact that this was coming and then he becomes victim to it and i just don't want to be a victim i'm looking at you know very radical ideas that people are trying to institute in reality seasteading this idea of forming privately funded communities out in the middle of the ocean Looking at areas of the planet that are still Terra Nova, which means that no government actually occupies certain land. So people can go in there and form their own independent communities. These things are hard, but it's much more likely that I'm going to be able to find an island somewhere in the middle of the world at some point in my life where I won't have to tax people than it is trying to fundamentally change our own government. Somebody, somebody, I'm sorry to interrupt. The reason I'm laughing is somebody, and I love what you just said. Somebody said, you look older than 38, great skin. First of all, he's 26 and um, he still has great skin. But uh, the, can, we now, can we now shift gears for a second? Yes. Okay. I would like to go gossipy and so poppy and talk about my friends and yours, Megan and Harry. Because I think here we have an amazing story about how race has been corrupting everything. Because here we had Megan, who is uh, supposedly half African-American or African something. I question whether she is or not, but maybe she is. 
she was a kind of a party girl and lingerie model in L.A., not a big success. Most people are not big successes here. I don't blame her for that. So she, and then she was, was a, looking for a rich husband. And which, and again, I don't blame her for that. That's what lots and lots of women do. And she found Prince Harry, the dumbest of the dumb, the absolutely dumbest of the dumb. And she, what? Too much inbreeding. Yeah. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. It was widely reported in Great Britain in the, their tabloids, which are way, way, way more aggressive than ours, that Prince Harry was in fact not really of royal blood, that his father was a cavalryman in the, in the household cavalry of the queen, and that uh, his mother was indeed Princess Di, Lady Di, but that she, he was the product of a affair between this cavalryman and uh, Lady Di. And, he, and in fact, the pictures have been being printed in British newspapers for 20 years. He's the spitting image of the cavalryman who's supposedly his father. His supposed father, Prince Charles, won't take his phone calls and doesn't really acknowledge him as his son. Okay, so he now, he Meghan latches on to him, grabs on him, and marries him. Then, this is the beauty part, she goes on Oprah and says, the royal family are racists, or is racist. And they're discriminating against me, and they're not giving me adequate security, and my husband only inherited $10 million, and this is racism, and everybody should be aware that I, I don't get enough security, I don't get enough people following around and guarding me, uh, and this is racism as, going as high as the queen. The American left in the media industry latch onto this. Wow, here is a black woman saying that the royal family of England are racist. They put her on TV. She's getting something like, now this is not the exact number, 20 million a year to read children's stories into a camera. She and her husband. He and she also have a deal now with a company called Spotify which pays them on the order of 25 million a year just to share for a few minutes or a couple of hours each month what's on their mind. So they're going to be making a great deal of money by most standards. And that's just what's what started with. Why? Because they alleged racism. They played the race card and they flipped it down and trumped all the other cards on the deck. She was not a good actress. She's not particularly pretty. He's a moron. Uh, but they're going to be incredibly rich because they were supposed royalty who played the race card. Tell us that how you really feel about her. Act of brilliance on the part of Meghan Markle. She's a clever, clever woman. God bless her. He, Mister, and the Queen had to get. By which I mean the Queen of England had to get Mister Harry out of there because he is in a remote way an heir to the throne, but he's not of royal blood. According to the British tabloids, his father was not of royal blood and his mother definitely was not of royal blood. So they got him out of the country. He's living in Santa Barbara, which is a beautiful town, a really, really nice town. And uh, wham, they're gone, but, but they're raking in money at a phenomenal rate by playing the race card. Guess who else is playing the same card, getting roughly the same amount of money for reading children's stories into the camera? Okay, surprise, Mr. and Mrs. Obama. Yeah. It's great 
the race card comes down to money. You're talking about uh, Barack Obama and Big Mike? I'm talking Big Mike. Who's Big Mike? Remzo, way to go on steering the conversation in this <laughs> That's direction. That's a real name. With your, I don't know what hey, Ben, there's one other aspect of this, though. You're right. You're completely right, 100% right. But the other aspect is, is that, and this goes down to, the, to our culture, too, is that why do we even care about the royal family? They're a bunch of wards of the state. They're a bunch of losers. They don't do anything, right? But yet people are fascinated by them. That's a, that's a different question because it's a fairy tale story and it's a fairy tale world and uh, people like fairy tales and they're going to be apparently the, apparently Prince Harry and Meghan are going to be reading fairy tales for which they're getting real money. They're fairy tales which they're being paid in real money and they're being paid a lot of real money, a really really lot of real money. Listen, you know what we should do. We should go to a country like Panama or Belize and get like five of our friends to move with us. And they grab five people. And then eventually we all get citizenship in this country and we outpopulate and overrun the population and take it over because it's drastically smaller than the United States. And then we start over again. Well, and I'm thinking sm smaller places, better weather. It's not better weather. Hey, Remzo. There's a, lot of vacancy, there's a lot of vacancy down there because those people are all on our southern border right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is a topic I wanted to get to, which is the absolute catastrophe at the border. And in the morning, they have a Joe Biden is being interviewed and he said where he, they, Fox News tagged him like slow Joe because his response to that idiot Stephanopoulos was, you know, stop coming, you know, you know, like, 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 like when. What? Just not sure when. No, yeah. Stop coming from your homes, your cities. We, you know, but this is after we have the, a, a mass influx of my uh, of illegal aliens who, you know, who, who, who and, and, and God bless them. I feel terrible for these people that have to leave their countries, but they're coming here obviously with diseases, obviously with uh, many of them with nefarious reasons and all and all that stuff. And the border is being overrun, and they're going into and they're going into states. They're going. But here's the thing. Everything Joe Biden said he would do, he's done. And everybody that and everybody that supposedly voted for him, you know, this is what you get. If you're if you're those moms and pops in those small communities who are offended by Trump and you didn't vote for Trump because you, you didn't like his language. Well, this is the language you're getting now. You're getting people that are being thrown into your cities where you don't know in Texas and Florida and all these different places. In Arizona. With Arizona, with COVID, with uh, a, a hell of a lot of other problems. And now he's finally coming out, what, less than a couple months later saying stop. You know, and um, I want to ask both <laughs> of you. I'm not going to do anything to make you stop, but please. He's not really saying stop. It's a feigned stop. Yeah, so everything he says is feigned. That's if he's because even saying why, it. Why do they want the illegal immigrants? Because the illegal immigrants tend to vote Democrat in, in large numbers. They can get driver's licenses in California, New York, and other states. They register to vote. You will never see another Republican, much more conservative, much more person of faith as president of this country. And now they've got HR1 that they're going to enact probably in a few days, which will codify the fraudulent voting I thought system. they had already done I, I thought they had already no, done No, they haven't yet. No, yet. HR1 hasn't Larry's been Larry's totally right. I mean, we're, yeah. we're at we're on a freight train towards throwing out the Constitution. And it's, real, 
It's incredible. The media is largely silent. Even the Wall Street Journal, my former employers whom I loved like mad and who were very, very good to me, they're, they're mentioning it. They're mentioning it. They're definitely mentioning it, but they're barely up in arms about it. What's going on here? I mean, something fundamentally you know, bad is happening. And because this was, this is Ben, this is where Larry, and somebody, this is with Larry, they're scared. They're terrified to come out loud and say what's on their mind. And, 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 and silence is a form of complicity. And, and, yeah. and, and, and people don't, and, and people don't understand. It. And it's essentially also what Remzo was bringing up a few minutes ago is that we, the people have to stop thinking the government is the government is a bunch of cowards. They are a bunch, a bunch of, of I'm sorry, a cowards, cowards. Worse than that. Or as Larry would say, they're a bunch of whores. And and they're all, as they go to bed at night, they don't, they're not worried about us. They're not worried about us. They, they, most of these people that are elected officials do not, we're the only Barack people. Barack Obama think, literally bombed the Doctors Without Borders station in Yemen and slept peacefully. Andrew, and, and, God bless you. I did not know that, Ramsey, but that's, that's amazing. But the Wall Street Journal is reporting I assume they're correct. And also Fox News is reporting that Mr. Biden is taking a side of the Houthis, which is the uh, fascist Hitler worshiping group in, in the uh, Yemen area, yeah. in the Yemen area against our friends back by the Saudi Arabians. And they are explicitly uh, aiming to link up with Iran and destroy Israel. And they're, they're blockading the ports of, uh, of Yemen and all the, the children there are starving. Mr. Biden does not say one word or do one thing. Trump would not have let that happen. Trump would not. I'm strongly considering a Panamanian citizenship because I, I keep going back to this, but like I, I want to maximize my life for me. Mm. And I want to look at the places I want to live. And Panama is a, is a lower tax country. It doesn't even have a standing military. So what better option than to move myself, move my, my capital, move my person to a country that follows that? And even oh. your poorest American is richer than most oh, here, people in South wait, America. Before you do that, Belize or Panama. Before you do that, okay, you know, our founding fathers could have taken an exit stage left. And I respect your right to live a happy life. And if that's what you want to do, fine. I will go down to my death fighting. Give me liberty or give me death as Patrick Henry said. I'm not giving this country up to these radical leftists. I'm not giving it up to the infestation of the, of the various bar associations, mainly in the District of Columbia, the one eliminate conservative lawyers. I'm not gonna give it up even to those cowards in the conservative community. I used to, I've written for World Net Daily, let me give you an example, for 27 years, okay? For, I'm sorry, for whom? 27 years, World Net Daily, World Net Daily. And you know, I considered uh, Joseph Farah and Elizabeth Farah my friends. Now, Joseph had a stroke and, and I feel bad. He ceded control to this guy, David Capellian. They are afraid of their shadow now. They, they censored my columns. I'm not writing for them anymore. That I couldn't even say that this, the election was fraudulently decided. That's how scared that the, the conserv many in the conservative community are. They're running for the exits. They're cowards. And we need to rise up, okay? And if we have to fight another revolution, we're gonna to have to do it. I wanna do it peacefully and legally. That's why I wrote my book, It Takes a Revolution. But if I don't succeed and others don't succeed at that, 
This country, as Jefferson predicted, is going to have another bloody revolution, ultimately, sooner rather than later. And God just, bless you, Larry. And, I'm, I'm, and, you know, men like you are what make this country great. And I, I do truly mean that. I, you know, I, I was reading um, For Whom the Bell Tolls the Other Way. And, you know, yeah, I look at the span. I look at I love Hemingway. I look at the Spanish Civil War for an example. And like, you know, when you talk to Americans about the Spanish Civil War, they have almost no idea what it was really being fought over. You've got your anarchists on one side, then you've got your, your communist-backed Republicans on the other side, then you've got the fascists on the other side, and then everyone's just like, wait, who are we fighting for? And, and I'm afraid- if We, we weren't in that war. Yeah, I mean, if we, <laughs> if we go into another situation where we go into a violent civil war, for example, I don't think it's going to turn into freedom lovers versus totalitarians. I think it's just going to be like the AOC faction versus the Chuck Schumer fashion. And whatever we're left with is going to be worse than what we had prior. And, and I mean, really, what I'm trying to realize is that the people have spoken and time and time again, whether it's Republican administration or Democrat administration, we allow terrible things to happen. Because really, I think the number of people who are civil libertarians at heart, and I'm talking just, you know, leave me alone, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, it's minimal. And I used to tell this to friends of mine who did policy work. And, you know, like I use China as, as an example. It's like, you can't just go over and lecture China about free markets and capitalism. They already know it. They just don't care. And I apply the same principles to the American people. They may know about all these things that we talk about, and they just don't care. And as I'm looking for an exit strategy, people will call me selfish. People will call me a lot of things. And I, I've come quite to terms of that. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to find my liberty. And if people aren't going to go ahead and try and maximize theirs, that's their choice because they tried the system and the system failed. Well, yeah, let's, can, is, we, can we be realistic? I'm sorry, Larry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm sorry, I respect Larry, give me a second. Get the bank because I want to get to what you have okay. coming up. Well, if week. I may respectfully say so, when have we ever had a president since Abraham Lincoln, who just ignored the Constitution, who uh, attacked the Constitution from day one and asserted rights for the federal government that nobody else had ever asserted. When have, have we ever had that? And believe, you, you may be very sure Supreme Court packing is coming next. Uh, what's going to be left? If nobody is, is there anybody who's going to stand up for the Constitution except for a few of us old guys? Yes, for you, ben, on TV? ben, yes, there is. And, and next week, I think it's really important that everybody hears this. First of all, the people that are listening, Larry's the one that started Judicial Watch, with Tom, which Tom Fitton takes credit for. And he has an organization called Freedom Watch. But next week, and um, Larry is actually doing a citizen's grand jury next week uh, against the Bidens and their whole family. Um, and um, he, Larry, if you could please explain. Well, what I'm what saying is, let me be brief, if I can. In 1992, the late great Justice Scalia. It can't of, be brief if you're starting in 92. I'm saying is, Justice Scalia, in, a, in an opinion, United States versus Williams, said the grand jury belongs to the American people. So because we don't have a justice system that works, the American people are going to take back their justice system, just like we did in 1776 on July 4th. And we are going to put in front of a, a neutral grand jury, an unbiased grand jury, the evidence with regard to Joe Biden, his son Hunter's, and his brother's Frank, massive bribery racketeering scheme, laundering money into the family coffers from communist China, Ukraine, and Russia. 
and we're going to seek an indictment. And then we're going to seek to try him in a people's court using the procedures that would otherwise be used by our so-called government. We will then, if we get a conviction, sentence him and seek to mete out the sentence peacefully and legally. If nothing else, we teach the American people that we own our justice system, not the clowns, court jesters, and criminals that we see in Washington, D.C. today. Larry, how do people that are watching tonight and are going to be listening on the podcast uh, join your citizens' grand uh, join your citizens' grand jury? Well, you can sign up at freedomwatchusa.org. Contact me at leclayman at gmail.com. If you feel that you can be neutral and fair, I'm not asking you to find one way or the other. And I had voir dire questions in the beginning, and I, you know, I instruct people on how to do it. Last year, we uh, indicted Robert Mueller for his Russian collusion crimes. We will try him once COVID-19 subsides, subsides more. But if you can be neutral and you would like to serve on the jury, contact me at L-E Larry Elliot, L-E Clayman, K-L-A-Y-M-A-N at gmail.com, L-E Clayman at gmail.com or through uh, claimandlaw.com. I love that, Ben. You see, he's actually, and, and this is what I love about Larry is, it, you know, like he's actually fighting back the good fight. I think it's fight, great. I think it's great, but, but, but uh, very, there are very few as brave and resourceful and imaginative as Larry. So, but uh, Larry, your contribution is superb and I, and I endorse it and, and, and I will write about it and God bless you. Yeah, so you can read about it in my book too. And Take also, and, and also yeah, if I one of my suggestions. I would be happy to order several of your books tonight. But okay. also, if I may say so, I think uh, the American Constitution has been attacked on the basis of race. I keep going back to race. I think race is incredibly important. People are saying we think even an allegation of racism is more important than the Constitution. It's not. Racism is a bad thing if it leads to violence. The violence is already illegal. Racism is a bad thing if it leads to uh, to, to lynching or to torture or to a boycott or not letting uh, African American people have enough to eat. That's a terrible thing. That's already against the law. To be a racist is a bad thing, and I do not approve of it. And I've been anti-racist all my life, but it's not illegal. Thought is not illegal. I think at some point in American life, we're gonna to have to decide, do we want to be spotlessly anti-racist uh, down to every single person that AOC uh, decides is racist or not racist? Or do we want to follow the constitution and keep ourselves a free country? I'd like to keep us a free country. Uh, that it seems to me is incomparably more important. And you don't absolve yourself of, of white guilt by turning everything over that you worked for, the people, who don't work at all, okay? Yeah. Whatever their race, religion, or ethnicity. There was a bumper sticker I remember, Ben, uh, in Washington when I was a young lawyer. It said, vote Democrat, it's easier than working. No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that they could put that up in Washington. But, but again, I think we should put that back into the cycle. I mean, how many people would actually? I, I, I mean, in California, you, you, you could get killed, and your car well, you might not your, be there. You get your windshield smashed. Spl yeah, yeah, but I mean, I would, I would. <laughs> I would. Possible trademark that. That's a lot of money in stickers. If I may respectfully say, this, back to, get, to get back to the Marxian, the Jews who, who vote Democratic, 
uh, I just wonder what they think is going to happen to our beloved Israel. I mean, America. Ben, they don't care. Ben, Ben. I, I know they don't care. What happened to Jews to make them not care about Israel? What, what, what craziness came over yeah, them yeah, yeah. to make them care more about Karl You're, Marx than about Israel? You know what happened, Ben? I used to go to a synagogue when I was out in California in uh, Beverly Hills, Nassim Synagogue. The rabbi, Rabbi Shofat, I asked him for support. I wanted to do a, a tribute to Israel, a Hollywood tribute to Israel. And I, he was a supporter of, of George W. Bush, etc. And uh, I asked him, I said, what about these people that are emigrating from Iran today, these young kids? He says, Larry, you know, the biggest problem is they're anti-Semites. They teach them to be anti-Semites in Iran. I have to reprogram them. We have so many self-hating Jews in the Jewish left. They, they, they hate their own religion, they hate their people, and they hate Israel, and they want to destroy it. And that's a reality. Look at George that, Soros. That's just a, example. Few, a few Iranians on the west side but of the But here's a I'll give you a Ben. I'm gonna, all over America ben, don't ben, care about Israel. That's, ben, just one, yeah, that's just an example that ben, ben, Jews are taught guys, to hate guys, themselves. Okay, guys, essentially the same thing that happened with Cubans, right? You know, you have Cubans who are massive conservatives for the most part because they escaped Castro, you know, and it, the, the, as the generations get further and further from from the atrocity, they forget and they they, they start assimilating to this idiotic university academia culture that is being taught to them and they forget the atrocities from where they came from or where they ran from. And this happens every, I mean, this happens every generation to people. So we're, 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 how many generations escaped from Nazi Germany? And you have these young, you have young people, the youngest people forget that Israel, you know, about Israel, they forget about how, about what Castro did. You have Venezuelans that will eventually forget what, um, what you know, what, sorry. What Chavez, did. what Chavez did and what Maduro is doing now. And it's it's a frightening thing. So you'll have Venezuelans coming here and, you know, hating it. And, but in three generations, their kids will have forgotten about the atrocities once they've. And it's, it's a frightening thing because nobody teaches history. But why is that? Why? Why is it? I wonder. We know it's true that the American teachers are so anti-American, anti-Constitution, and don't give a darn about freedom. What, what happened there? My teachers used to tell us to worship America, worship the Constitution, worship the ground that the founding fathers walked on, worship the ground at Antietam that men died on in order to free the slaves. That's all. What happened? What, the hippies where started out. The left, is, left has been taken over by the devil, Ben, and no one ever said the devil isn't smart. Is what? No one, the left has been inhabited by the devil, devil, D-E-V-I-L, and no one has ever refuted that the devil is not intelligent. And I, I think you're completely right. And I think, I think you know, somebody brought up in, uh, in chat that even the Wall Street Journal stopped calling them illegal aliens or illegal immigrants or whatever it is. And it's, we're, we have people that are sitting at home that are thinking thoughts that are scared to death to say anything. So we, but the left is never scared to say whatever is on their mind, whatever thought comes to their mind. Every day is a new thought, is a new, is a new, um, do you, I'm not joking about this. There, a lot of people might not know this. There's, there's this group 
that if you meme, so you send out a picture, Ben, of like Oprah Winfrey, Remza, did you see this story where they're they're calling it like, um, uh, you know, uh, black memeing? It's it, it. You shouldn't send out memes with Oprah on it. You shouldn't. Uh, you should. It, be, you're cu cultural appropriating memes. Yeah, I'm going to Belize. And I am. I am not kidding about that, Ben. This is this is that the left is winning because we have cowards and as Larry calls them whores in the Republican Party and in the Conservative Party who refuse to stand up. And it's 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 frightening. Well, I think people let's make it real clear from my perspective. You guys may not agree. It's us versus them. One side's going to win. One side's going to lose. And what Remzo is considering is obviously an option if we lose. OK. Uh, my option is to go to Israel, but then I, it made me worse there, okay? Who knows? But I'm not going to leave this country. I'll go down fighting, and it, either the left wins you just or said we... you're going to go to Israel. No, I just said if it gets destroyed totally, okay? I'm not going to Israel, okay? The point I'm, I'm trying to make is that would be the place I would go if I went anywhere. But it's us versus them. It's as simple as that. One side will win, and one side will lose. Well, I'm not going anywhere either. I have an incredibly great life here beyond belief. I don't barricade know. yourself in, Ben. Barricade yourself. In. What did you say? <laughs> he said, barricade yourself in, Ben. The, 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 part of the problem, though, is Ben. It's coming into your area too, as you know. All this, all this stuff. And I had, just have to fight back a little bit about what you said because somebody brought this up in chat. Iranians tend to be very conservative. Um, Iranians tend to be the the ones that escape the Shah tend to vote conservative tend to be uh so i'm not sure who 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 was that who that you were you were referring to larry but you know no, no, what i was saying was is that the the people that are emigrating now from iran the jews that are emigrating from iran is what the rabbi told me shofat is I don't think they, had, they had to be deprogrammed okay that they themselves hated themselves they were taught to hate themselves mm, in iran. yeah and on that note remza please tell people where they could find us well, happy people. Another night, another great conversation. Please go ahead and hit the notification bell above so you never miss conversations like this when we go live. And if you happen to miss an episode, which shame on you if you do, subscribe to the audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available, you can find the world according to Ben Stein. And if that is not enough, benstein.substack.com. Get Ben directly in your inbox at benstein.substack.com. I will hawk Larry. Go to Freedom Watch USA. Buy his latest book. What? what? FreedomWatchUSA.org. .org. Buy his latest book. It takes a revolution. But also, Larry, again, one more time, tell people how they could join your citizens grand jury next Yeah, week. you email me at L is in Larry, E is in Elliot Clayman, K-L-A-Y-M-A-N at gmail.com. It's very important. It's, it's the little things, as Ben always says, you never know if you're going to find one judge. All it takes is finding one judge. Sadly, in Michigan today, they found the, they found the one judge who finally heard the case about the ballots in Michigan saying what, what, what they did was illegal. But uh, it was only about uh, three months too late uh, to the party for that judge. But Ben, final thoughts? I see you wanted to say something. This is an incredibly great country. I advise everybody to stay and just fight it out day by day. And meanwhile, enjoy it. It's just a, still, with all the problems we've got, it's just the greatest place in the whole world, the absolute center of the universe. 
compared to whatever any other country has ever been in the history of the world, it's the Garden of Eden. Ben, would you like to take us out in a song or? Unforgettable in every way. Unforgettable, that's how you'll stay. That's why, darling, it's regrettable that every day. Well, I forget. It's a great acting goes on. <laughs> and again, you can find Ben on Parlor at Ben Stein, mm -hmm. but you could also find them at spectator.org. I want to thank everybody in the YouTube chat for listening. And remember, even though you listen in YouTube chat, it really does help if you, um, if you, uh, follow our podcast. Like Remza said, give it five star reviews. We thank you all. We're humbled by your, uh, watching and tuning in. So thank you very much, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Free all political prisoners. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Larry. Hi, everyone. All right. Good job, Renzo and, and Ben and, and Judith. Thank you. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Same. Always a pleasure, Renzo. Good luck. I hope you're fun in Milwaukee. <laughs>